With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, greetings. This is another edition of Revolutionary Voodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. All is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil... Come on in, come on in, this Friday, January 15th, Strong Chapter 
May our Ebo reach a room. May our Ebo be accepted. May our Ebo allow what we desire to come to pass. And so we say, Ashe. Divine, all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, elevation, revelations and manifestation. You are now listening live to the Divine Prince, Pan African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor. Elagun Oloye Hudu Obea Bokor, sharing with you at all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan African Hudu world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is indeed my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is my ever-living reality. And it is crucial to the very foundation of my inner Standing, my teaching, my walk, my works, ultimately my demonstration along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. All is a blessing is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and inner It is the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe, Asheo. 
Greetings and salutations. Again, one and all this lovely Friday, January 14th, 2022. And I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you now live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally from this working temple of the house of the divine prince. Thai Potions, Hoodoo Central, LLC. In this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this hoodoo obey a life path and journey, passing down the great obia stick along with the knowledge of the life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals, and indeed our sacred story, the legacy, the culture, traditions, and the history of our sacred stories. Understanding that spiritual knowledge and power lies in its efficacy, as its ability to produce and manifest powerful, reliable, tangible, lasting manifestation and results right here, right now, in this most present moment in time space. All else indeed is vanity, all else is ego, all else is an illusion. So as we continue in the forward creation of sacred space, first within ourselves and and then, of course, within our homes and our personal environments, wherever you're listening and, and will be viewing me from momentarily, but creating sacred space in the spirit realm, for indeed the spirit realm is more real, more tangible, more reliable, more evident than anything we can ask or think or expect in the illusion of the physical earth plane existence. So I want to get right to it. I got some really deep content that I want to share. Greetings to those who I have not yet to acknowledge, come on in, S. Marie. I certainly appreciate you. Fitness Fun Girl, welcome, welcome. Come on in. And, of course, Nina Lloyd and Tasha Touch and Jean and Mrs. Jones and those who are always faithful in archives. I'm certainly grateful for you. I certainly do this more so for you than for myself, if, if you don't understand if you, don't, if you don't already know, uh, I do this for you. I do this for my community, my Pan-African community, my global voodoo worldwide community, but most certainly Adults, the African descendants of our community and our legacy. We evolve. Hopefully, we gain a greater degree, a a greater um, level of understanding, um, hopefully. And so our language evolves. And so trauma bonding is language that wasn't familiar to the 60s and and the 70s. I dare say it wasn't uh, evident in the materialistic 1980s. But it's certainly wording that many of us have come to know and recognize and and understand today. And so for those who maybe you haven't 
heard quite those two words put together before trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is the attachment an abused person feels for their abuser. When I do think back to the 60s and in the 70s, I, I remember hearing um, the words were just on the tip of my tongue, uh, Stockholm Syndrome, where the victim of a, you know, a kidnapping, a, a terroristic event uh, of that time was said by therapists and psychologists to, and educators to have Stockholm Syndrome, where you begin to uh, empathize and sympathize uh, with your captor, with your abuser, and specifically in a relationship with a cyclical pattern of abuse. Bond is created due to a cycle of abuse and positive reinforcement. After each circumstance of abuse, the abuser professes love, regret, uh, I'm going to change, I'm going to do better, otherwise tries to make the relationship feel safe and needed for the abused person albeit temporarily. And trauma bonding is one reason that leaving an abusive situation can feel confusing and overwhelming for many people. It involves positive and or loving feelings for an abuser, making the abused person feel attached to and dependent upon the abuser. And Stockholm Syndrome would have a similar formula, a similar um, uh, symptomatic makeup, if you will. And my question is, you know, have we indeed inherited, passed on, uh, continued to reteach and relearn and reprogram trauma bonding at the generational level? Many of us can embrace at some degree of awareness uh, the generational curse. Uh, Whether you be Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, uh, secular, non-secular, you know, many of us, again, in today's language have been familiar with those words, generational curses, since at least the 50s, maybe the, the early 60s. So it's not so unfamiliar to us. But in considering trauma bonding and the inherent nature of trauma bonding and the trauma itself as it has been carried forward generationally um, in many of our families, in many of our households, in many of our lineages, in many of our religious communities, um, and how easy it is to overlook not see or identify. Greetings, the the infinite one lives. Greetings, beloved. One of my favorite local New Orleans. <laughs> Come on in, beloved. Um, have we indeed inherited a, a, a footprint, albeit a, a genetic footprint for trauma bonding? As ch- children of Ados, as children who have survived. Uh, the physical and active uh, enslavement, um, and now carry some of those same response signals 
as would be associated with trauma bonding. Trauma bonding uh, at a friendly level, at a social level, if, if we can use friendly, that's oxymoron, isn't it? Uh, but, but at a social level is, you know, um, NA, AA is a good example where, you know, you first meet and connect at the point of your trauma. And so you go in and, and you introduce yourself, you know, hey, my name is, you know, Sam, and I'm an alcoholic, or I'm a heroin addict, or I'm, you know, a sex addict, or, or whatever the quote-unquote point of trauma or, or symptom of the trauma might be. We know often with any addictive behavior, um, codependent behavior is, is a, another manifestation of, a, of addictive behavior. Um, there's often that same point of contact, and then there's those tentacles and wires sort of behind the scenes that often mask themselves as other things, which lead to misunderstanding not being might be we begin to absorb certain behaviors as first we personalize them. Uh, you believe that it's you and some action and or activity of you uh, that creates the social dysfunction, the relationship dysfunction or, or the dysfunction you know, in your peer group or, or um, in your work space that's somehow specific to you. And again, when we look at ADOS um, and the indoctrination of not just uh, white supremacy and racism and, and the politics and dynamics and tentacles associated with that, uh, to include religion, and do we not first establish trauma bonding, uh, even at the point of, of religion in the Western world. You know, once upon a time, somebody in this room might have said, oh, we're, we're all born in sin. You know, we're all born sinners. You know, who, as a young child, I question, who was the first person <laughs> to say that? Where did that idea and that notion come from? And why is that notion only seemingly being projected, you know, within our community. Um, again, a, a community that already has this trauma bonding link uh, because of the middle passage, because of enslaved uh, DNA memory that continues to survive uh, in, the, in the blood. Uh, so we respond, uh, in, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, intuitively and empathically and, and emotionally to uh, certain crimes against race or ethnicity or sex or, or class, not just for the offense, you know, that happens in the moment, but because of the memory program of offensive offenses that many of us of a certain age have seen, witnessed, heard um, in, in our lifetimes, but then in that DNA programming memory that survived in the blood. I was studying something, absorbing something uh, therapeutic, and it might have been a reality show that had therapists involved, but, but a statement was made that I had never heard before, and it really stuck with me. 
And it was the idea that, you know, we speak in a certain rate of speed. We write in a certain rate of speed. Um, But we think, you know, in thousands of of words and phrases and thought processes, uh, I think per minute. Uh, Somebody in my audience might look that up for me. I might have it hidden away in a tab that's not in my face right now. But um, hearing someone say something negative, hearing someone call you out your name, call you out of your humanity, um, you know, just one moment, one second, you know, in in real time, um, it's not the equivalent of what our minds and our brains and our imaginations can do to then repeat, reiterate that phrase, that moment, that energy, thousands of times in a matter of, of, of moments. You know, have you ever experienced stage fright or performance fright and that race, or, or getting married? You know, some people have gotten married and have, you know, you get this racing that takes place. You know, we say it's anxiety. We, we say it's stress, you know, uh, but, but, you know, all the what is and what is not and what could be and what should be, you know, can flood and overload, you know, our consciousness. Uh, and so the repetition of negative self-language, not just what we might hear and experience um, in, in our lifetime. I, I remember the first time being called the N-word to my face. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, my, my, my first time in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> my first time in in, in Florida as an adult, you know, doing adulting things. And I think I was on my way into 7-Eleven, you know, and, and, the, and the two individuals, you know, got in they, they low pickup, you know, and, and just hurled a real good, you know, that had never happened to me in Chicago or D.C. or <laughs> New York City, you know, before, you know, at that point in time. You know, but I, I remember it. Clearly, you know, I remember it as if it happened yesterday, you know, um, in great detail. So we we have this ability, you know, that really supersedes, you know, computer capability, robotic capability as humans that are, you know, wired at the nervous system, wired at the DNA level, wired, you know, at every elemental level, earth, water fire, air, you know, ether, all those levels that connect us, you know, and, and make us indeed the divine creation of creator you know, and, and, and buried in our chakra systems, then we, even with all the, the new age and, and witchy and, and spiritual and religious knowledge that we think we know as Americans, some of you were at my uh, show I did, my podcast, a few podcasts back, and I did the statistics on how religious Americans are in comparison to how little, you know, Americans really know about their own religion and certainly that of other people's religion. And so most religions, if not all of them, don't teach a whole lot about mind, power, and, 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 uh, quantum metaphysical power that exists 
in our mind, cosmic universal power that exists in our mind, uh, in the way that we are able to do so today in these shared, self-created virtual spaces. Uh, Again, this is the third installment of Speaking for Ados, the African descendants of our enslaved ancestors and the voices of black America as it relates to spirituality and religion. Many of you have sought to distance yourself from your past religious culture, past belief systems, past biblical or Quranic, you know, way of looking, you know, at at the world and have experienced something that I experienced, you know, and sometimes still experience today. You know, I could be cleaning the temple. I could be washing dishes and, you know, them old hymns and them old gospels, you know, them, them scriptures. I can still roll those scriptures off, off the tip of my tongue, you know, as if I was memorizing them and, and reciting them today. And so many of you are challenged with the idea of seeking to break away from, grow away from. Let's use healthier words. Grow away from, evolve away from one position of awareness and, and understanding um, to another, but then having this program that we that we all hear and experience. You know, we hear our parents' voices. We hear our spiritual leaders' voices. We hear the prominent people in our lives' voices. And most certainly, for some weird notion, you know, so that we learn and, and don't repeat certain experiences in life, I, I assume, uh, we have a way of remembering, you know, the most hard things uh, with clarity as if they happened yesterday. And so Eidos in particular, you know, we can get stuck in our second and our third chakras of ancestral pain, of, of enslavement, you know, of, of, of Jim Crow pain, of, of lynching pain. Let me tell you, I watched, um, oh, wow, the new uh, Emmett Till. In fact, I watched uh, more than one Emmett Till production on yesterday. All of my tabs are out of place, y'all, so please forgive me, uh, particularly Vlog Talk Radio, because you never know what I'm physically doing. If I don't tell you, I just go quiet and you wonder, what's happening? Uh, Let's see if I can even recall. It should be on my Facebook page, so let's try that. Uh, Because I don't want to give you, make it hard for you to locate what I'm I'm talking about. So there's a new series on Emmett Till and and his life and and the experience, particularly of his mother. Um, I watched it on... YouTube Live, and I watched it on, then went and watched it on Hulu. I watched uh, season one, episode two on YouTube Live, and then went to Hulu and went back and watched episode one. And it's called Women of the Movement, an ABC um, production produced by ABC, Women of the Movement. And then prior to that, I watched... um, Two clips on YouTube, Mammy and Emmett Till's Early Years, Let the World See, uh, part one, which is a clip from this series. 
uh, let the world see. Um, and, you know, of course, those of you who are familiar with the story knows what those words uh, indeed mean. And then I also posted on my Facebook uh, from you to Mimi Till receives closed casket with Emmett Till's body, uh, which is a, a bit of a historical recount, but it's another uh, basically a promotional clip for this new television series, Women of the Movement. Um, you know, and I, and, and, I, and I should and want to complain about, you know, where was this? Why wasn't this advertised? How come I didn't see this coming? Um, but I can imagine for some, for some viewers, you know, it comes with a disclaimer, you know, all, all the parental discretion advised. It comes with a, a trigger warning, as you can imagine. Um, and, and they play the story, you know, true to to the setting as we now all know. Um, series. I will say for those of you who um, aren't quite as aggressively triggered, you know, I, I have some friends or family uh, who can't watch Roots, who can't watch Amistad, who can't watch, you know, women of the movement. Uh, because indeed their trigger is um, that sensitive to, to certain material, and particularly this material. Uh, but for those of you who can, uh, who will, you should. Uh, it's very good. I certainly uh, invite those of you who are listening, who often listen, um, who are not black, who are not African American. Uh, we now have the opportunity to share these uh, 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 videos and, and information globally. So wherever you are in the world and you see clarity, greater clarity about uh, lynching in America, uh, the um, Great Migration. Uh, uh, Emmett Till happened in 1955. I believe the, the Great Migration is said to have been, uh, I think, 1916 to 1977. So I would have been 10 uh, as that was beginning to taper off. Um, my father's side of the family in particular was, was a product of that Great Migration uh, up close where I could see that and hear that and, and experience them telling their story you know, in the early 50s even, um, beginning to explore Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, uh, as a way of, you know, getting out of the South. And and we often hear, you know, economic reasons, better opportunity, you know, which for many people equates to they did it for the money or, or you know, or for the livelihood. Uh, the telling that they often did it for their life, for their life, um, is as relevant as the new telling of Tuskegee, uh, not Tuskegee, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and of course, the new telling of lynching, which is now greatly uh, of benefit to the internet and the availability of equipment and independent um, film uh, producers and, and, and filmmakers um, of today who are better accessing and then telling that story um, and then telling our story uh, in, in, in the telling, uh, if you will. So 
and I don't want to disparage any, you know, previous productions of their time, uh, but, but but it's no Mississippi Burning, it, you know, and Mississippi Burning was certainly relevant uh, in its time. Um, but we're now getting a very different look at uh, not just lynching and, and Jim Crow and, and some of this more modern day stuff. Come on, 1977, I was 10 years old. <laughs> I was 11 in 1977, okay? This is, this is an ancient history. Um, and, and certainly um, we are now getting a, a broader understanding of slavery and, and the time frame for slavery and sharecropping. Um, and I, I knew and had family members who were sharecropping and, and enslaved on their land um, as late as, as, the, as the mid or early 1980s, um, and some of them still live on that land. Now, the land is now governed by the government. You know, the government condemned our historic land, uh, said it's turning into swamp, uh, and, and then moved them across the highway and put them into these new, new, you know, pre, prefab houses, very common in Mississippi and Alabama and rural areas, you know, uh, where this legacy uh, heritage land is, is often located. That's new language that I learned from Queen Quest in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Heritage, you know, or legacy land um, often disappears in the middle of the night, you know, before any family member even gets a clue uh, that, you know, they, they had a claim, you know, on said land. And, and they're always coming up with new, inventive, and creative ways to um, to further encroach on sacred sacred ground. I'm certainly eternally grateful to SOS Coalition and my neighbors and activists in my community who fought to keep government buildings out of not just Congo Square, but any city park. Uh, but certainly, whereas you have farmland, uh, ancestral land. Uh, you know, it might have a dilapidated house on it, but if you still have it in your family, can recapture it, you know, in your family. You most certainly um, want to do so. And I'm speaking um, not just to ADOS, but most certainly to ATR adherents and practitioners who claim you know, to honor and acknowledge ancestors, to, to claim, you know, to feed ancestors. We've, we've got to feed ourselves, and we've, and we've certainly got to have a land in which to uh, feed. So I'm grateful, as always, I'm grateful for each and every one of you who shows up in, in the middle of your day, wherever you are in the world right now. Um, I, I'm always eternally grateful. Gene Williams, I'm just not seeing your your comment with clarity. Yeah, it's um, it's certainly a, a trigger warning. Yeah, uh, en Enzo Khalif, I know you're gonna watch it. <laughs> I, I I know who you are, so I, I just know you're gonna see it. But uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and Sandra Fraser, you know. I agree with critical race theory as an American history and, and should be taught in schools, hence 
You know, the, 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 absolutely, I agree. Um, however, it, I probably also agree with Marcus Garvey and many who came before us. Um, we've got to take responsibility, you know, and particularly today where we have such a wealth of documents and books and PDFs and, and lectures and historians now at our access. You know, why we aren't having, you know, the documentary party. I can't tell you how many documentary parties I have started in Amazon only to have nobody in the Twitter feed respond. Nobody. You know, and for me, you know, you ain't got the chat. <laughs> you know, you ain't got to say a peep of a word to me, you know, but I'm trying to share, you know. And, and in the social space, I get it. You know, no one wants to you know, make it seem like they learned their information from Shamafia or Enzo Khalifa, you know, got them on to something. You know, we just don't want to give credit. <laughs> you know, they want to copy it and paste it and then, you know, go and view it in, in, in an anonymity and then repost it, you know, <laughs> and start their own, you know, party and then sell something, you know, while they at it. You know, and, and people are going to do what they do. And, and this metaverse that we now, you know, are operating in, even hateration is going to take take on a whole new face. You know, now we're going to have to have, you know, heads that turn 360 degrees around in the stratosphere. But anyway, uh, I digress just in the name of human, y'all. But it is a very, very good uh, series. I'm certainly looking forward to part three and and the rest of, of what might be coming. Um, seeing it from the perspective of Emmett Till's mother, which was really the perspective that was um, always, you know, dominant. She ensured that. She, you know, made sure that that was going to happen, certainly on her watch. Um, she made sure that that was going to happen and, and that those around her um, we're going to speak for her child by giving her that space to speak truth to her own story. And we all have that opportunity today with the advancement in technology to not only, you know, regurgitate and copy and paste, you know, other folks telling and retelling of our story, um, but to really begin to tell our story um, from as unique and independent and individual perspective, you know, as you might be able to muster um, many of the individual stories, many of the family stories are certainly going, you know, getting lost, you know, along with the, you know, the family reunion and the block party. Uh, now that's, you know, taking on a new face. You know, we had a family reunion for Christmas uh, or for Kwanzaa the day after Christmas um, by way of Zoom, you know, on my mother's side of the family. So even that is taking on uh, a, a very new and, and creative uh, face. But we indeed have the opportunity uh, moving forward as descendants of the Middle Passage to take a greater degree of autonomy and responsibility because with autonomy comes responsibility for the telling and the retelling of our story. 
Um, I was invited into a space uh, last night. And, and, and because I was invited, I don't want to uh, disrespect the space <laughs> in any way, because I most certainly always want to be invited back uh, for educational, edifying, um, you know, academic quality events. And I'm, and I'm certainly grateful to both individuals who invited me into the space. Um, again, I can't say who or, or, or a whole lot about what without giving up that, you know, and, and so I, I don't want to do that. But um, give me a chance to get my words together. So in this space, um, I'll say there were a lot of academics there. And in a room of many, um, less than 12% were either black or people of color. And the topic was a very, very ethnic one. <laughs> Uh, it was a very ethnic one, um, a very specific region in, in the world. Um, and it was in that space that I was reminded of how little Eidos truly speaks for themselves, uh, how few and far between the opportunities are that we're not being represented by uh the grant writer or the person with the money or the journalistic voice or the um, academic voice that is often um, not from within our community um, or or our family or or, or genealogy for for that, you know, instance. And and if I wasn't clear, I'm, I'm talking about a topic that was not only very ethnic to a very specific specific group of people, um, but a very specific location uh, in the world uh, that is associated with um, uh, blackness, (laughs) you know, to some degree. And so it was amazing. Um, They weren't locals, by and large, so don't try and figure out who, what, where, you know, from that perspective. By and large, I would say one percent of this group of people was local, um, but they were a good national and, and, and international scattering of people speaking for and, and representing um, this particular location and this particular sort of study. Um, it was even mentioned in the course of this conversation about the availability of people with resources and passports and money, you know, or, or grant money uh, for, 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 you know, comparison um, to travel and to access certain cultures and cultures that are not always available to aid to travel abroad, you know, 
Um, you move from passport and visa. Uh, now you got COVID, you know, and, and, and variants. And in that, it was just blaringly obvious to me that our story, our position, and the hierarchy of telling our story is still low. It's still at the very bottom. Our story still sounds better coming out of someone else's mouth to many of us than coming out of our own, than coming from our own, than coming from those who truly indeed experience, you know, the experience. And so who tells our story, how our story is being told has shifted greatly from when I was in elementary school, when I was in junior high school. Computers, if you haven't heard me tell the story, I first became radically aware of computers probably in the seventh or the eighth grade. I remember them actually changing the um, lesson plans. I believe it was going into the eighth grade. They added some math classes and dropped away some math class that were considered outdated uh, so that we could now learn, you know, this math that was going to come with this universe that we're all operating in right now. Um, and, of course, we, you know, we, we had no clue. We couldn't see it. I think it was Chuck D. I heard say yesterday that often when an advancement comes, we're the last to know about it, hear about it, learn of it, experience it. And usually by the time we get on board, um, the investors have long made their money and have moved on to the next investment. Um, and, and so intellectual property is, is a similar investment, probably with a higher value than, than you know, other forms of, of monetary, you know, credit or, or, or financial value, intellectual property. Um, you know, it's it's not how fast I type. It's it's not how much stuff I have or, or, or don't have. Uh, it's not how much African I can wear or, or not wear. Um, it's my intellectual property. And, and, and that's what some among us observers and fans don't understand. You know, copy and pasting it and, and making, you know, really entertaining TikTok videos, you know, while you read from the encyclopedia that you're quoting or the book, you know, might get you some young likes, you know, young, younger likes, you know, who might not want to read and go through the detail and, you know, but remember now, you too will be 30. You too will be 40. You too will be 50, and you're going to feel exactly the way that I do. You might be feeling it already with your own children, with your own grandchildren, you know, the sense that, they, you know, they just want to rush, you know. And, and again, that's, that's the programming, you know, the, the speeds. The, 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 I looked at something that was 8K today, shared it, you know, uh, Singapore. It's said to be an 8K. We we complained about the wickedness of 5K, and Singapore is, is an 8K universe. Singapore. Okay, greetings, Electric Vibes. 
Come on in, African-American nationalist government. Thank you kindly. Thank you. <laughs> um, and all who I may have neglected in the greeting, or, or maybe I can't even pronounce your name, but thank you for being present. We certainly appreciate you. Um, so our intellectual property continues to be and always has been our greatest resource, our greatest value, even in the belly of the, of the Middle Passage and moving forward. It was our intellectual property that we were most often stolen for. Not just your physical labor, which is often, you know, the, the focus, because our health is, our, is the focus, but who knew better to grow and harvest rice? Who knew better to grow and harvest sugar cane? Who knew better to grow and harvest tobacco? We've been miseducated that somehow they contain the intellectual property and we just did the work. No, we were the intellectual property. We were the intellectual property, beloved. We were. And so we've always had the opportunity we just have a greater opportunity today to be the voice. Ain't that right, the infinite one lives? <laughs> the infinite one don't bite her tongue, and she used her platforms, okay? We today have the opportunity to be the voice. Now, don't be discouraged because people act like they don't want to hear. That's always going to be, you know, a part of the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the framework. There's they can't see you, you know, and we can hear what we hear, what we can see, what we can you know, that's all in the We indeed have an opportunity uh, as never before in our known history, in, in memory, to speak at a greater volume and a greater reach our story and the telling of our story um, in a way that's never existed, uh, certainly for us and, and for many uh, civilizations that live before us, who we are still trying to uh, make sense of from um, stone and hewn rock. And um, no, this is the voodoo stream, beloved. This is the ATR stream. Yeah, this is the Pan-African stream. But we certainly appreciate them for their contribution. Let me check my phone lines at area code 845-277-9143. I'm always grateful for my internationally listening audience on my blog talk radio platform blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen print where's my banner and remember to press the number one on your listening device that will alert me that there's a caller in queue it'll Virtually raise your hand for me here, and I'll be able to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. And of course, if I'm scrolling the right link, 
that might not be the right StreamYard. This is the StreamYard link for today for anyone who might want to share your question, comment, or request in the remaining moments that I have with you before I move forward. Yeah, Jean Williams says she doesn't even try to talk to those who won't listen. Their body language says it all. Uh, You know, I I agree. And and again, as we are now immersed in the the megaverse, you know, our whole concept of um, who's listening, who's not listening, um, who's hating, who's not hating, you know, it's going to take on a very different, um, very different dimension. And so we don't have the time, really. You know, we don't have the resources, really, to no longer have the type of dialogues that we had. You know, back in the Yahoo 360 days, back when Block Talk Radio first started, when most popular podcasts um, disintegrated into a free-for-all. Excuse me. That was part of the attraction of the day. People were just coming online. You know, I'm talking the early 2000s, late 90s, chat, moving from the chat room to, you know, podcast, podcasting groups, rooms. People realized, you know, wow, this new technology, there was a false sense of um, anonymity. You know, people didn't quite understand what an IP address was back in those days. And people would just show out and show up and cut up. You know, uh, um, and, and in my opinion, it destroyed many platforms. Uh, the main platform, N-I-N-G, uh, you know, when they were giving Ning away for free, some of y'all remember that. Everybody wanted a Ning. Everybody had a Ning. Some of y'all had 10 or 20 names. Then the minute they said subscription, Ning disappeared, I think, in like less than eight or nine months. People were not willing to pay uh, for that d- degree of drama. Uh, reality TV today, I think, has uh, found a new way to corner market for drama uh, and still get people to pay for it, you know, by way of your cable subscription, <laughs> you know, your Hulu or your Netflix, you know, subscription. Of course, there's always, you know, YouTube and people still pirate, just like they pirated CDs back in the day, pirated videotapes, Back before that, pirated, you know, uh, cassettes back before that. Uh, I don't quite remember LPs and 45s being pirated. Was, was that the last unpiratable generation? What was, was the 45 and the, the LP? <laughs> but now so many ways of people um, accessing the information. And as uh, Sandra Frazier says, um, being stolen by way of smartphones and personal computers, yes. And, and again, it comes back to information. Now, listen, if you are up to date on your security, some of y'all don't even update your computer. Some of you have not taken the time to update your computer in months, maybe years. When you really should be doing that, really, business. Particularly those of you who are home, those of you who are in the 
poet, poet, writer. You know, we've discussed intellectual property, security several times over, and, and now y'all exchanging Bitcoin and, and all kind of other stuff that some of us still don't even make, you know, don't even know how it works or what it is. You know, it's really the lack of knowledge. It's really ignorance that, that really is, is the, the biggest adversary. And, and, and again, our community is often the last to know, the last to learn how to use it, the last to learn how to benefit from it. And usually at, once we join in, in Marseille, you know, the head of the pyramid has moved on to the next technology, to the next big thing, to the next, you know, major product, you know, while we play catch-up to that. I know some of you right now swear that's not going to happen to you in Bitcoin, though it may be too late with Bitcoin already. Uh, some of you swear that's not going to happen to you in the metaverse. <laughs> you know? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I like that. Let your vibe say love and hip-hop is a live action. <laughs> AOL. Thugs and Giants. Now that's a good read right there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to steal that one. That's so funny. You should have trademarked it. Yes, indeed. Uh, AOL. I know some of y'all don't remember AOL chat rooms. If this don't tell, I remember AOL chat rooms well. I remember uh, Yahoo Messenger chat rooms well. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. I got you, Sandra. And, yeah, you just brought it all back to my memory. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So, there is really no reason you know for excuses or complaints um, unless you're getting paid for critiques and excuses um, and, 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 and complaints <laughs> you know uh, Wendy Williams <laughs> you know there's not really any reason for it today when absolutely we all have an opportunity to speak, be heard, carve out your space, your your niche, you know, in your life, in your real world, in your head, you know, in your peer group, but then certainly within the confines of virtual space, you know, the opportunity to share as we are, are doing now, you know, our, our journey. Share, share what we what we learn, share what we find, share what we, we locate, you know, share what we experience. I, I do believe the idea of authenticity in intellectual property will also evolve uh, as, as time moves, moves on, moves forward, um, and everything will have a, a mark, uh, much like it does now, but, but a, a different kind of mark. So to keep track of your, your voice, your voice will probably have an IP address. Your DNA will probably have an IP address. Who knows where this technology 
um, just might be just might be going. Yeah, I, you know, every now and again, I, I miss Yahoo Messenger, but but I can imagine it, it was a scary place for uh, children, and, and it was a scary place for less savvy users. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, other than Doss, yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah, you know, Tasha's a lot younger than me, Tasha. Touch. I'm not going to say, but she remembers us being on Yahoo 360 at least. And, and maybe Yahoo uh, Messenger and, and when we all had different uh, identities. Yesterday, the infinite one lives. I, I listen, beloved. I hear you in here. You always talking out loud to me in, in here, in here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you know, politics might not be your thing. You know, ministry might not be your thing. You know, there's so many other arenas. I, I have a niece whose arena is uh, couponing. Oh my goodness, she's a master couponer. You know, she has children, she has twins, uh, her siblings have children, um, all her friends, you know, obviously have children. Uh, so that makes up, you know, the, the core of her uh, community in, in social media. Um, professional to be, you know, summon it. I remember when summon it used to mean this. <laughs> remember Tasha, summon it used to mean this. Now today, summon it, summon it mean this. Um, but she certainly um, has a way of getting out, you know, these discounts and these coupons and these buy one, get one, and these, you know, buy two and get ten and, you know, and, and shares it, you know, among her peer group in her social media. I have another friend, a uh, social media friend in Texas. She and her husband uh, have a, a, a site set up uh, where they're always, you know, super, super duper couponing and, and getting free, you know, stuff from Home Depot and Lowe's and, and other places uh, by clipping coupons and virtual couponing and joining um, saving clubs of, of various dynamics. Uh, when you think of sites like Poshmark and uh, Cherish and several other uh, up-and-coming sites, they're really just people like you and I who saw an idea and, and just took it to the next level, decided trademarking was worth it, decided copywriting was worth it, decided investing in their intellectual property, you know, was worth it and, and saw a clear vision, and particularly in a room of dominated by spirituality and religion and, and maybe others, we certainly should have a creative third eye, a creative mind, as strong as our legal mind and our financial mind and, and our ability to build uh, the infrastructure for our ideals, uh, for our uh, destiny. 
Yeah, I still have my AOL. I still have my um, uh, Hotmail. I still have my uh, almost anything you think of. I, I probably still got it. <laughs> yes, indeed. That disc we all got in the mail. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it got dark for children's safety. And, and then for people also, you know, sending you bugs and viruses in those discs in the mail. Remember when free TV was, was a stick, a fire stick or a disc away? <laughs> the summer of 98. Oh, don't please don't make me go back to 98. Ooh, 98. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Was that the Summer Olympics, 98? Or was that two years? No, the 96, I think, was the Summer Olympics. Yes, indeed. Daniel Silva say, uh, Dollar General online coupon site is a good one. Okay. Yes, indeed. For those of you who shop Dollar General, check it out. Now, I don't listen. I, I probably already called out too many brands already. <laughs> I am not a dollar store guy. I am not a dollar general guy. I, I'm 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 just not. Uh, an infinite one lives. Can you agree with me on this? Because you you know they call us conspiracy minded. I just feel like certain businesses, certain products, are indeed targeted to certain communities. Certain demographics. How many Dollar General and 99 cent store you find in the suburbs? And why is that? And so, you know, everything from the food even to, I don't know, toothpaste. I, I just somehow feel like it, it's flawed or, or, or it's something different about that product. And, and listen, I'm not a label queen. I'm not saying that, you know, by brand name. You know, you can go into, you know, your average supermarket often, they're going to have, in most scenarios, um, a similar product and ingredient with a generic label on it. But, but it, again, it comes down to knowing what to look for and where to look. Some stores have gone out of their way to, you know, put that on a shelf a dark shelf in the back of the store. Um, you know, they they don't always make it easy for you to, to locate or to find. Sometimes it's in a particular store, you know, but I'm, I don't know, it's just me. And I'm not a brand name kind of, yeah, I don't have to have brand name on everything. I, I really don't, especially certain things. I, I, I don't have to have a brand name, you know, certain items, but I don't know. It's just suspect to me. And yeah, everything has a target audience, a goddess initiative. Her undergrad is in advertising. Even 20 years ago when she got it, they were very specific about target audiences. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, uh, coloring, labeling. Yeah, just you know, things that in that nice suburban high-end store, 
you know, Miss Clara, who might be real smart at taking things to the refund counter, you know, they're going to pull that missing label can of peas off the shelf immediately. You know, that dent immediately. They're going to pull those flawed items, and chances are they end up at a discount mark near you. I've learned some tricks that I'm I'm not even sure I want to tell. I'm on air. But build relationships with the people who occupy the spaces where you spend your money. You know, we hear buy black, buy black. I don't buy black where black is not quality. I don't buy black where customer service is absent. I don't buy black where I can't um, talk to the owner, where, where I have no access to the hierarchy. Now, having said that, I don't shop anywhere or with anyone that those rules, generally speaking, don't apply. And when you build relationships, with the same businesses, the same vendors, um, over and over again, they come to count on you, you come to count on them, uh, you, you hope to build up a bit of a rapport, um, and sometimes when those freebies and those discounts come through, it is the individuals who built relationships who are often privy to that. Now, I'm going to choose... Uh, chain store. That way, no one gets in trouble and you have no idea who or what. But it's certain Walgreens that I can go into and every bit of sample makeup that comes into that store is packed up in a bag and given to me. Okay. I come in. I do my regular shopping. Hey, boo, how you long time? You ain't, hey, wait a minute. I got something for you. The sister comes out the back. And I'm talking about brand name samples. CoverGirl, uh, Imani, uh, uh, Queen Latifah's CoverGirl Queen. Uh, just you think about it, it's probably a, a sample. And often CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, you know, those departments get tons of samples. Sometimes they don't even make it out to the floor, thanks to your, your, your crew. But sometimes do make it out to the floor and, and disappear quickly. Or you, again, don't know where to look. Or, or you don't know who to ask. So building relationships, you know, with whomever you're shopping with, whomever you're buying with, whomever you're spending with over time um, can really build for stronger communities and stronger resource bases within our community. And the unfortunate reality is we just don't always manufacture all things. Um, and, And sometimes, you know, somebody needs a connection in food the Asian market, the South American market, the Brazilian market, you know, the uh, African market, you know, or a particular uh, business in your community. And you might just be a person who builds relationships that opens the door for others. 
Yeah, and social media has made it easier <clears throat> to reach targets of advertising and marketing. Yeah, that's, that's an unfortunate reality, particularly when you don't know who to buy from or where to buy. Now, I know some outlets that, you know, if, and this is probably another little known piece of information that a lot of sites don't want you to know. Uh, there are certain sites that, you know, something's wrong with the product or, you know, it could be something simple, quite not right with the product, you know, and you now want to return it. Um, they're not taking that product back. And in many cases, they will send you the replacement, you know, but they don't mark, they don't advertise that. They don't tell you that. Uh, and of course, with all the technology, they also now have a way of keeping track of that. I can remember when you get a refund at the local store without a receipt, but they knew your face. They knew your name. We all, you know, live within a set community. Uh, as our community's gotten bigger, community has gotten more popular, too much mobility, you know, they developed the uh, loyalty card. You know, you shop at certain stores, they, you know, they, then they got rid of the loyalty card, and now they just want your phone number, <laughs> you know, or your email address, please. You know, <laughs> I can remember when Radio Shack, you know, started that, and people thought Radio Shack was crazy, you know, for asking for such information on each and every one of their, you know, uh, customers, only to ultimately be really crunched out of the market, Radio Shack was and probably still continues to be. Are they even still around? Are there any Radio Shacks even left now in the face of Amazon and um, SD and, and other uh, virtual selling spaces? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I do, and, and it's got, it's, you know, and just like food, it's got all kind of rules and regulations, and you know, in many cases, they're obligated to throw that stuff out if someone breaks out or something bad happens. Um, in some cases, um, liability suits have have made some things untenable. Um, it was back in the late 80s when I found out, you know, fast food could not give away, you know, perfectly good food uh, because of liability. Uh, and that's when uh, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's started putting locks on the dumpster. I can remember when dumpsters didn't have a lock on it uh, at fast food. You know, uh, your trash man passed and, and, and you was late getting it out and mama would grab that bag and and dump it at the McDonald's. You know, you, you haven't been able to do that, I think, since the 90s. <laughs> you know, uh, that predates 9-11. That's not why they started locking dumpsters. Yeah, Radio Shack was the go-to for a lot of things back in the day. Yeah, I think they're gone. The last Radio Shack I can remember 
uh, was probably the summer of Hurricane Katrina, 2005. I may have seen one or two, maybe five years after that, at the at the latest. But I think they're gone. Okay, Letcherby says he believes they're strictly online now. Yeah, they had to compete with the, the very competitors that shut down their brick and mortar. Uh, Dark Soul Jewel uh, worked in retail. She said, nearly everything you buy is made or grown in a third world country. Few things are made or grown here. The quality is really suspect. Yeah, that's true. That's true for a lot of stuff, unfortunately. There is a lot that can still be, but, but again, you have to look for it. You have to ask for it. You have to research for it. Just like some of you research to buy black, some of you research to, you know, for the cheapest price, you know, for the best bargain. My grandmother, who was born in 1922, you know, may she rest in heaven, uh, another consummate, you know, couponer, consummate Sunday newspaper, you know, subscriber, you know, consummate yard sale, thrift shop, you know, and my grandmother had three houses, you know, and, and, and two two plots of land, you know, underneath one of them. And, you know, just many things that we often overlook our elders and ancestors for the ability to maneuver that Lincoln and squeeze that 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 Lincoln head into the hollow and put many of our grandparents and parents, you know, in some cases, depending on your age group, uh, through college and, and made your livelihoods possible. And the reality is, you know, even at the lowest financial levels of society today, uh, many of our people are still in a much better position than, you know, 25 years ago, 35 years ago, and certainly uh, in other regions of the world that are not quite as um, resource um, resource. doesn't have the same level of resource availability is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> now, certainly we pay a high price for living in the industrialized world. Um, and it's cost to nature and it's a cost to the, to the pocketbook. Uh, but certainly we have a greater degree of access to resources wherever they are located in the world um, from the industrialized Western world. Yeah, batteries was probably their big thing. Uh, they also had subscriptions before almost anyone else had subscriptions. Subscription buying, subscription shopping. What else did uh, Radio Shack create, in, invent, and or exploit? Yeah, now they were never good in my opinion. Radio Shack was always not the best products. Even in elementary school, we knew that. You know, kids that got Radio Shack batteries or Radio Shack appliances, for that matter, might have felt some kind of way at Christmas uh, if they had access to TV or other kids. Listen, y'all, it's been a great show, but I'm going to have to really move it forward. Not that it lets you too, too far. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. 
Oh, this has been a great show. Another one for the archives, y'all. Another one for the archives. I'm always grateful for you all taking the time out of your day, whatever time it is where you are now. And certainly my um, consummate archive listeners and participants who keep my numbers up high. I'm always grateful for you and yours. And I invite you to meet me here again at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time, on Monday for another revolutionary voodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Stay warm wherever you are. It's, it's warm in New Orleans. You know, it's 60-ish, uh, low 70-ish, but we are going to dip, I think, Sunday, Monday, we're going to go to maybe 40 which is cold for us, uh, but I know there are other regions of the world that, you know, of the country, I should say, that dip and much colder. Some of you are dealing with zero and sub-zero uh, as we speak. Um, certainly it will be 40 is cold for New Orleans. Uh, certainly it's cold in, in a big old airy house, um, such as what I'm uh, living in. So I appreciate those who keep an eye out for my jail fuel. And I think I'm down to four cans of jail fuel. So I'm certainly grateful. Yeah, I'm looking at the weather map. Uh, some of you are just, oh my goodness, just brutal. And I believe they're talking, I think, 10 days uh, in some regions of just crazy, crazy. Uh, winter-like weather. Yeah, I'm not seeing... um, Yeah, I'm seeing a bit of a stretch for some of you uh, in terms of the weather. So let's be supportive of each other. Let's look out for each other. Let's uh, keep an eye on one another. Yeah, we've gone from, I think, 84... Uh, two weeks ago, uh, on Thursday, the 30th, it was 84. On Friday, the 31st, it was 83. Um, today, it'll be 69. It'll probably feel like 70, 71 uh, today. Yeah, we won't get much colder than 40s. 50s at night for the entire month of February and Carnival Carnival Day or Mardi Gras Day is March 1st, 2020. So this is indeed the busy time, the busy season. It's still the holidays for us. I know for some of you, the holidays ended with New Year's Day, the holidays end Carnival Day uh, in this region. Uh, so certainly reach out to me by way of email. Get your virtual appointments in. Most certainly, if you're planning to come uh, in-house, pre-plan, pre-plan, pre-plan. I can't say that enough. Email me well ahead of time uh, to ensure that I'm going to be able to um, make availability for you. So thank you so much, y'all. I'm going to move forward. I don't want to be too late for my next appointment. All is a blessing. I look forward to meeting here with you again next time, high noon, 
U.S. Central Standard Time for Revolutionary Voodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Congo Square. Beyond the veil. The almost Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the almost Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place, the Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodology is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodology worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, Thusly, we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, 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 being, beating, being of black heart drums, heart beat, heart beat. 
part B at this place at this place B part B B we beating place in new world space beating being in place in new world preserving our ancient pace our dance is the God walk our music the God talk first thing we do let's get together circle ourselves into community no beginning no end connected together and singing ringing singing in a ring second let's be original aboriginal be what we were before we became what we are be bambula dance be banza music and sing song words which have no English translation third let us remember let us remember never to forget even when we can't remember the specifics we must retain the essentials let us remember never to forget even when we can't remember the specifics we must retain the essentials the bounce the blood flow the feel the spirit grow energy must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate whip out of us but no matter no matter how much of us they prohibit no matter how much of us they prohibit deep inside us is us deep inside us is us remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free the beat to free us it is morning a sun day a feel a feel without shade but dark dark with the people black of us in various 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 shades eclipsing the sun with our elegance we are centuries later now and still this sacred ground calls us to remember to beat to be we are centuries later now and still this sacred ground calls us to remember to beat to be beat Congo Square be Congo Square Beat, 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.